That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is podcast of champions thank you for listening what a week it has it has been it's a lot what a, what a few couple of months what a few couple of months what a everything yeah um everything we, is a lot yeah we marched yesterday we did we marched i wish i could have marched longer yesterday but i couldn't get down there um, yeah, but we're going to go out tomorrow in time. Yep. We're going tomorrow. So yeah, we just, we want to say that right up top. We're going to, this episode's going to be less about cheaties. Um, and it's just going to, we're just going to chit chat about what's going on in the world. Cause I think it's an important, obviously a very yeah. important topic. And to, I, yeah, no, no. You, I, I think, yeah. and, and we talked about like what we wanted to talk about and I just, I do think it's important now to amplify black voices and so I don't we don't want to speak for them but I do think it's important for us to talk about what we as white people need to and have the responsibility to do and and so I guess if we could talk to other white people right now yeah just about like what is absolutely necessary yeah um um, we want to, we definitely want to be very clear that we, uh, and I don't know if, you know, what everyone's political stance is that listens to us, uh, but as a matter of what's going on right now in the world of what we need in police reform and all that kind of stuff, I don't see those things as a political issue. So if you're listening and you immediately are feeling like, oh no, is this going about to be a bunch of liberal babble or whatever if you feel that way then we're sorry and we hate to lose you um but we don't see this isn't a, a political thing no this is a race human, and police reform is a right. human this is this is a human issue yes this is yeah. not a right or left or middle or anything no one this should unfortunately the powers that be have tried to make it political and it's really not political so all we do is we ask if you're you know, if you're someone who feels uncomfortable with this kind of conversation and this kind of topic, uh, we understand it does feel uncomfortable. Um, but please listen. But at least listen. Yeah. Open up your heart to um, just try and hear. It's we're not nobody. Like I think, yeah, is the thing. It's not. We're not trying to blame sides right now. No. We're trying to. We're trying to be good human beings. Yeah, and that's right all we ask. Beings. So and if you don't 100% agree or if you have, you know, any kind of issue, just we're also open to conversation, too. If there, if this topic is something that, you know, like I said, makes you uncomfortable or you're not really sure how to have the conversation, that's what this is about. So if you want to reach out to us, DM us uh, on Instagram through Cheaties po- at Cheaties Podcast. That would be fine. We're down for that. We don't want to lose anybody, and we know that if you're cool enough to be listening to us, then you're probably cool enough to care about, you know, mm-hmm. 
all human beings. Yeah. So that'd be great. Yeah. So but, yeah, go ahead. I was just, you know, I like you and I've talked like there's so much, there's so many different avenues you can do right now to, to bring about change. But I really, one of the things I, I think as a white person, um, especially having a background that I've had, I think one of the biggest changes you can make and it won't be overnight is to be brave enough to have those conversations. And, you know, it's not, not for back, black, lack of a better term, it's not a black and white um, answer, but I do think it's really important right now to it not shut people out of your life that don't have the same views as you and are people that are clashing with you and are, you know, it are having debates with you. I think this is the most important time more than ever to open up and to have a conversation with those people. Um, and I do mean like open up and this is the way I've been thinking about it. And that, that I personally have thought like what I can do to bring about change is to have those conversations, but I'm not, what I've decided is I'm not going to attack anyone. Yeah. Attacking, and, attacking doesn't help because it, of anything. Yeah. Like I think about if someone, you know, uh, if someone came up to me and they were attacking me, what would I do? This is all hypothetical. No. Metaphorical. Yeah. I would put up a fence of to course. protect myself from anything harming me. And then guess what a fence does? Doesn't let anything come It blocks come you. Yep. So I think it's like really important, you know, as much as like any of us want change and we want it to happen overnight, it's 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 simply not going to. Revolutions so, don't happen overnight. Yeah. And it's 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 something and the only way we can grow as a country and to become more empathetic to people that are unlike us, uh, that are different than us, is to just listen to listen and to also if you're you know like if you're choosing to have a conversation with somebody who um votes differently than you yeah, do you know it is it is about being patient yep and like truly you know both sides have their reasons for for a reason you know it's mm -hmm. most people are not just full of hate to be hateful. Right. And I think that just because someone, well, let's just put it out there. Let's just go, let's just say it. Just because somebody in your life is a Republican or an independent or is not a hundred percent on your side. And obviously I'm probably, I think we're talking specifically to white liberals right now. Yes. I think that's who we're talking yeah. to. I mean, let's just be clear about it. And, uh, and if you're talking if, if you're blocking out people who disagree with you or, and like I said, this whole, what's going on right now, the protests all over the country, this is not a political issue. Unfortunately, it's being turned into that and that sucks, but this is the wrong time to say that if somebody votes differently from me, then they must be a racist or they must not believe that black lives matter. Yeah. And it's, that's an assumption and assumption should not be made. This is the a wrong time for that because yeah. guess what? That might not be the case. Your Republican family or friends, I mean, if they're not so far gone that, you know, they just only listen if they live in a bubble too, and they yeah. don't want to hear your side, then that's going to be really hard to, to teach them or mm -hmm. have the conversation with them. But there are a lot of people who are open and, who aren't Republicans because they're racist. They just are because that's probably the area they grew up in or the family they grew mm -hmm. up in. And they haven't been exposed to a lot of or people. Policies that they 
they yeah, or certain yeah, they vote one or two policies that they feel very strongly about. Yep, fiscal issues or Second yeah. Amendment rights. What a, and I get it, and yeah, that is stuff that it, to me. I mean, I've grown a lot and changed over the years, and I've had to learn and figure out why I believe the way that I believe and why I vote the way that I vote. But I've been lucky that I've been exposed to people very different from me for a long time. And I've always been in the arts and theater and I've always been, you know, I've always made sure that my friend groups and whatever I was participating in wasn't just a whole bunch of people that looked and talked like me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'll, I'll like to that. But not everyone has, what I was trying to say with that is not everyone has that luxury. And I will say, I, I had to come to terms with that with myself. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where I've, I've, try to understand about other people that, that may um, not view ways I think, because I, to be completely honest, I grew up and I was very blessed and I grew up around people that loved me and, you know, I supported me, but I grew up in a bubble. Everybody I knew was white for the most part. Everybody I knew was white, straight, Catholic. And like my, my, I went to all girls Catholic and Republican on my all girls Catholic high school. Oh, and Southern. And Southern. Yeah. So literally like, and I know, but like, you know, and I'll, and I'll be completely honest with you growing, not until did I get out and I started doing comedy and I moved to Atlanta and I just, you know, I fell in love with people, just like friends and people I cared about that I would literally put my life on the line for that, that we're not white, straight, Southern Republican. Yep. But before then, when I was still in that bubble growing up, I'll be completely honest. I mean, I probably said ignorant stuff, stupid stuff to get a laugh or because I literally, it was because it wasn't truly out of a place of hate. It was because I didn't know anybody that that truly would have hurt. So I never really experienced the consequences of saying that stuff. And there was one point, um, and I really, really learned this and I was, it was, you know, after I kind of started comedy and I had, I'd gotten really close with one of the, uh, with a friend and, and this is just me being completely honest, <laughs> but yeah. I, I remember I used to, I used to say the F word, not the one that oh, yeah, rhymes yeah, yeah. with Bob Saget. Yeah. And I would say, you know, like just not, not in a hateful term. I mean, you know, I, I, I did not know the consequences of the word. Sure. And I remember I was talking to her and I was talking about some guy and I was like, and he was being such an F word. And I was kept talking. I didn't even realize what I said. Yeah. I it was probably just part eyes. of your vernacular. Yeah. And I looked yeah. into her eyes and I just saw like how much I hurt her. Yeah. And it, like my heart sank. And I, it was the first time that I realized like your words matter. Even if they don't, <laughs> if they don't really affect you mm-hmm. they matter to people that you love and I it was like I was yep. like small of an example that is I was like oh my god I I like I've I don't, and I'll never say the word again yeah um but, but you probably like felt sick at your stomach but, yeah but like growing up I but never you would have known thought, but there was also no one to yes. stop you from that yeah. either until yeah. that moment like yeah so I so I look at it like if no I, one's questioning each other, that means you live in a bubble. But yes, and it works the same way now that we're like in kind of in comedy and everything. We're kind of in a liberal bubble, and Very it's much. an echo chamber, and we just all say the same things. And yes. We all mostly agree on all the same policies mm-hmm. and things. But if we're not opening that up, the, you're not making a change. Who you're just are you talking change? to people right. that believe the same as you? So let's say, what if that girl that you were talking to never talked to you again? Because you said that to her. How would that have changed? Like that I mean, I guess I would get it, but 
you know, like, but, but the fact that like, we, we, then we had a conversation about it and I just, and I, I, that day, like I flipped. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. I get how that it has such a consequence on other people. You and I, within the past, and by the way, I want to just disclaimer for this episode. We, we we do not have an outline to go by. This is kind of, kind of be all over the place. This conversation between Catherine and I, because these are all feelings that we have, but we don't have them like written down. It's not going to come out super articulate. So please just forgive us if you're still even listening at this point and just let us get through this and try to talk it out. But it's, it's not, it probably is not going to be very organized. Um, so just, you know, whatever, let us forgive us for that. But, uh, you and I in the past couple weeks have had conversations with like family members and stuff who might even not necessarily even be on a different side than we are, but who have you know, like used the words riots instead yes. of the words protest. And in a conversation, it's as simple as when you hear someone say that and it's someone you love, you can easily go, well, you know, let's not call them riots. They're protests. They're protests. They're yeah. protests. And yes, has rioting sprung from a protest later and in certain cities? Yeah, of course, that has happened, but don't call these riots because they're not riots. That's, that's not the blanketed, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening, but it's what, you know, you're choosing to focus on or it's whatever that meme that came across mm-hmm. your f- Facebook feed said, so, or some friend posted and then you didn't do a yeah. lot of research and that's what you ended up calling it. And you probably don't even realize that how negative that sounds mm-hmm. or how you're adding to the rhetoric of, you know, what it's hurting this country, not helping this country. You don't even realize that by saying those words, you're hurting other people, but until someone points it out. Yeah. And then when someone points it out, you go, okay, well, yeah. And I know that all the conversations that you and I both have had with other people, they've gone, well, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know what? It's not a right. They are protests and there are mostly peaceful protests out there and there, and they all come to turn and they all agree. Yeah. They didn't even realize that the verbiage that they were using added to the a big negative narrative mm-hmm. about what's going on. So it's not it's not hard to just have these conversations. But if if I were just to cut off every person that said riot instead of protest and then I didn't and I was just like, you know what, you're an ignorant fool and I'm done talking to you and just walked away, I would be an asshole. And then they would put up that wall you were talking about. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, I just got attacked by lace. So I have no interest in... Trying. Hearing her fucking side. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. And I would even say to the most extreme point, like, and I can't, like, I, again, I got, I've had these conversations where even in a conversation, like with somebody, they've changed their rhetoric from a riot to, to a protest. And we started talking about, oh, I did see these peaceful protests and I really liked how they had this, mm-hmm. that, 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 this. But understanding that some people, literally do live in a bubble and they Mm -hmm. don't have anybody challenging them and then all of a sudden when they do i get i'm not saying it's right but i understand that they could feel a massive amount of guilt sure and it could be and even understanding the point where like when they grew up the house they grew up in their parents had you know racist ideologies and and they grew up most likely they did and yeah (laughs) and then they grew up learned that and then they and then, you know, they they instilled that in their own kids and da 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 But, like, if they no, never had anybody challenging them, all of a sudden they're an adult and they're facing it. 
and they could feel some guilt and their pain, and then immediately that first reaction to that they could shut off is 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 anger, anger and, like, and defensiveness, po- def- pointing pointing it back and pointing it back. I understand that that is going to happen, and even if I have to have those conversations where. And it's hard. Like I'm not. It's it is, uncomfortable. And it, it's nothing that black people have. It's nothing compared to even anything they're experiencing. Oh but yeah. But when you're talking to yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. that has raised you and has done nothing but support you and sacrifice for you, it almost feel when you have those conversations at a point, it almost feels like you're like betraying or dis- disrespecting them when sure. you do these. But it's necessary. And even if I'm even in the most extreme circumstances, if they scream at you. And they hang up the phone and they say, how dare you? Or they block you or, block or, you or whatever. Anything. I guarantee you, as, as hurt as that feels, even when they hang up that phone and even if they're mad, I guarantee you that there's some little spark yep. you've ignited you've in sparked. their mind. Yep. And yep. maybe it takes it takes your diligence or maybe it's you and somebody else that continues to have that conversation with them. And little by little, hopefully that like flame starts to grow and then their defenses go down. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, and it's not going to happen overnight, but eventually no. their anger subsides and maybe their guilt subsides yep. and they start to understand. Yep. And I, I, I just, Catherine, I agree with you 8 million percent. I've had so many conversations. I enjoy, I, I have to be honest. I enjoy having conversations with people I don't agree a hundred percent with. I, and I agree with you because and that's how I learn too. And it, they challenge, they almost like. You know, like if somebody's like, but I, you know, I, to be like, if somebody's like, I, but I'm Republican because this, this, and this, and I see this as good because it helps the econ- mm-hmm. economy and it helps. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Again, people have every reason isn't, if they're not on your side, the reasoning isn't out of hate sure. all the time. Yeah. And, 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 to, is, and to just assume that it is, is just as wrong as somebody assuming that because you're a liberal or you're, you, you believe black lives matter or whatever else that you hate them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and those conversations have to be had. And guess what? There are so many people that truly, when they hear, and when I say people, I'm definitely fucking saying white people first. Don't, don't get it twisted. There's so many white people who still don't really understand because they live in a bubble. They hear black lives. They've been told by Republican leaders and other people in their community that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group, is a domestic terrorist group, which is so wrong. And if you're told that over and over, then you believe it and you don't even question it. So there's so many people who, when they hear that term, Black Lives Matter, and they hear about the movement, they immediately think negatively about it. Yeah. And then they'll say something like, I've been in conversation where people are like, well, I'm not racist and I'm not prejudiced and I believe there's everyone deserves equality. But you know what I don't like is I don't like that Black Lives Matter movement. And because unfortunately, when they hear, they don't understand that Black Lives Matter means Black Lives Matter too. What they're not hearing is the T-O-O that's at the end of that. And or it, the as well. It's, it almost, I could. And so I'm what not, they're I'm, hearing is they're hearing, oh, so my life doesn't matter. Yeah, it's almost an attack on them. They feel attacked. And not a cry of help. So guess what? So help, those, right? those of us white people who understand and are on the other side now, and we know that black lives, we understand the movement. We've got friends that are volunteers and coordinators and, and community activists. And we know that it means as well. Mm-hmm. It's our job to educate 
other white people who are scared of the term or who are, who who feel like it's an attack on them. Yeah. And to help them understand. And help them understand why. They might not come all the way to your side, but it's at least important because how do you find out that something's good if you don't talk to someone who teaches you that it's good? You know what I mean? If they're only ever hearing the negative. Yes. Who's the good in that? So you've got to be, instead of shutting the door, I just think it's so important to open up and to, and as hard as it is to, to be a safe place for those people to feel like they can understand. Yes. And you got to have a neutral, safe ground to do it on. Yeah. That's how real, real, real change is. Yes. And you got to open up some channels for that. So that means phone calls, text messages, you know, in-person social distance you know, patio drinks with a with an aunt or somebody who might not be 100% on the same page of yours or a friend from high school just engaging in debate and civil debate civil with them debate. online can help. But if you close off all those channels, if you block all those people, how are you going to help or be the voice of, of another side in their life? It's like, and I do, I really want to think that if you are a white liberal who is only talking to white liberals... And you're saying stuff like silence is compliance. If you're only talking to white liberals who that think is the silence. same, that is silence. Guess what? Same thing. Silence. So, yeah. I mean. I mean, we've got to have. I mean, and I know that this. And who who the fuck are we? Like, we're not. I'm not sitting here trying to say we have all the answers by no. any means. I'm not trying to say we do everything right by any means. We have a ton. I can speak. I mean, I'll speak for both of us, I guess. We have a ton of room to grow as oh, as sure. empathetic, enlightened beings on this planet. I mean, there are still, I'm sure, built in my psyche all sorts of prejudices and thing, and and Absolutely. I'm sure racist shit that was it was built on racist principles and ended up in my psyche and in my bloodstream because of you know yeah i years and years and years and years and years of living in a racist country yeah and years and years of racism that happened prior to me even being born that stuff is just it's just it's in the vernacular it's mm-hmm. in your brain whether you know it's it or not it's subconscious that's what i'm trying to say yeah thank you that's the word like it's there and you don't even freaking know it's there and so i'm not trying to say we have all these answers so i'm definitely definitely not trying to virtue mm-hmm. signal or, or have some kind of like who's the best you know uh, social justice warrior right now i'm damn sure not saying i have the answers no. or that we do but i do think that it's important for people like us who've come from republican you know yeah. white southern christian backgrounds mm-hmm. who have changed and are learning and becoming more empathetic and not saying that if you're a republican you're not empathetic that's not what we're trying to say, but we've been on both sides and I've been in the middle. I've been everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it is our job to have this conversation. Yes. And I even had a, I had a great conversation earlier today with a, one of my best girlfriends. And she was like, I really want to make some sort of a post, but I just, um, as a white woman, she's like, I feel like it's, this is not my, fight. Like, I don't want to act like I know all the answers. And I, and I know that I I know that it's not that important that my voice is heard and this and the other. And I was like, actually, it is because guess what? Black people have been saying this shit forever. They're exhausted. Yeah. They fight and try to defend themselves and try to explain injustices every 
freaking day of their lives. And then their parents did it, their grandparents did it, their great-grandparents did it. And they're doing it all the time. It's about damn time we step up and say something. We can't speak for a Black person, but we can damn sure help the conversation. And I don't think there's a wrong way to speak up. I don't either. And I think, I mean, I understand. The only the wrong way is to not, is like, to is, not to, speak. is to not speak. Yeah. And I do, I, I mean, I know people are like, it's not my voice. And I do, I understand, like, I don't want to speak for black people. I think it's very important to amplify their voices. But at the same time, if you do speak up in whatever way you feel to speak up, or if you're like, I want to make a post, but I don't want to look like this, just know that there might be somebody that that is close to you or you may have a Needs bit of an to influence see you. Yep. that sees you say it. 100%. And it, it maybe literally might be one person. It could be one person. But if that who one needed, person, Who was sitting at home thinking the same thing. Yeah. Or, or is like. Who was like, how do I help? Or I'm afraid. Or I don't want to say anything. Or I'm going to lose half my friends list if I just yeah. say this. They're thinking the same thing. And once they see you, they're looking for some leadership. And if you do it, they go, well, if they did it. And they took a risk of losing everyone that they went to high school with, then so be it. I'll do the same thing. Yeah. Because exactly. fuck it, those aren't your real friends. If those people are deleting you and blocking you, that's sad. It's sad. That means they're not ready to learn. They're not ready to learn. But what if one of these people that that you literally could be the spark? You could be the spark in their life to to bring people together. You could be a bridge, and there's nothing wrong with being a bridge. Yeah. And I get it. I get this is hard to say because you can't speak for everyone because I know that there are, especially like liberal friends of ours who um, they've already been ousted by their communities. They've already been, you know, maybe they came out or, you know, whatever. And then they lost family and they lost friendships and they had to start their whole lives over again. And or maybe they're they're so fucking exhausted of arguing and hearing, you know, ignorant hate speech online and they don't want that in their lives anymore and they need to block those people out for their own mental sanity and their own mental health. I get that. Yeah. That makes that's, sense. That's one thing that you gotta, you gotta stay safe and sane. And if, if you have the energy, but if you have the energy, you need to, you, yes. If you have the capacity and you can handle it right now, you can handle a little civ- civil debate debate, then you need to be doing it. The time is now. This but, is it. Yeah. But if, 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 Mental health is, I think, is super important right yeah. now, too. So it is, it's like. There's no right way. I there's mean. There's no right way. It's like such a hard, and like, again, like I'm sitting here, even as we're talking, I'm like, should we even, are, do we even have the right to say this? Do we even have the right to say this? Da, 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 da. And it is kind of scary because even as like, I, like you still, even when you speak up, you're like, do I, am I, I know. do I have the right to say this? But I think but, that means that you care. Yeah, the I fact agree. that we're questioning if we're even doing it right means we care, and I mean, I'm thinking the same thing while we're sitting here talking about this. It makes me want to like, it makes me want to cry. I'm really, upset. I don't. I'm sitting here just thinking like, oh, if we release this, are we going to lose followers? Like just by having this fucking conversation, and the, that feeling breaks my heart. Like it, it sucks that we can't even talk about the quality that everybody in this country deserves because we might lose because people might not want to listen to our silly podcast because they what don't agree that everyone deserves the same rights. Or I, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a, it's a sick feeling to have. I hate it. And I, and I feel I mean, but like you're being honest. I know and like, to be well, honest and to bring it out into the light and be like, it, it makes you human. Yeah. 
and it makes it's all of a sudden the feelings and the thoughts and the scaredness that people weren't talking about mm-hmm. is coming into light. Yeah. And I think that also brings about understanding. Well, and that's the thing is change happens in the scary places, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah. Like you have to get uncomfortable to make a change. If you're comfortable, nobody's going to change anything. Yeah. Right? And all we can do is talk from our own experience. Like you were mm-hmm. just saying a minute ago, you were like, I, you know, even sitting here now thinking like, oh my God, am I even saying this right? Are we talking about the right thing or whatever? All we can do is speak from our experience. And mm-hmm. we both have a ton of room to grow mm-hmm. and a ton more to learn about the world. And, but, and neither one of us are trying to say that we're, you know, righteous and we know it, know everything, but we can speak from experience. We have experienced this. We have been keeping open channels with people in our lives. I'm, I mean, for years, for years and years and years, I keep a regular conversation going with one of my best friend's moms, who is very Republican. And she and I, one of our favorite things to do when we get together is have some drinks and debate. Mm-hmm. And we love it. And she's told me over the years, she is one of the ones that I keep in mind when I start, when I, when I want to just blanket statement everybody mm-hmm. that doesn't agree with me. I, I always keep in mind her because I'm like, well, I can't say all anybody says this because she has actually sat down with me Oh, you know, over some drinks and we've had these conversations and she has opened my eyes a little bit to her side and she's opened and I've opened her eyes to my side. Mm-hmm. And she's told me many a times that she's so thankful and she respects me mm-hmm. and respects my opinions because I've put so much thought and research into why I believe the things that I believe that even though she disagrees with most everything that I say and same goes for her, I disagree with most everything she says. Yeah. But I have respect for her because she has reasons behind what she believes in. Yeah. And she keeps that open channel going for me, even though we very much disagree. And the same, it goes both ways. Yeah. You know, and it's, and I always like to talk to her. And then I've got another friend, another really good friend of mine's husband who loves to debate. And he constantly plays devil's advocate with me. And he is a diehard libertarian. And we go back and forth all the time, but always civilly. And always at the end of the day, we can still crack a beer and sit back and, and have a good time. Yeah. And you know? I think that to have those conversations reminds people that although... It also helps them not ha- hate liberals, yes, too. Yeah, it's, it's Because they have that, me in their mind. When they, yeah. if they, they're not going to look at their kids or another friend and go, oh, liberals are this or they, whatever. Yeah, and it, and it they're reminds think people of that me. because they don't have the same political views or whatever, they're still a human being. They're still a good mm-hmm. person. They love me. I love them. So all of a sudden, it's, it's not, if you're the party, you're the evil. If you're that right. party, you're the devil. And then peop- you can come together yes. on effing human fucking rights. Yep. Because at the end of the day, human rights should not be a part of politics. No. Politics, I get it. I get it. It's going to be a football because game they, forever. You got to have the two sides in the Senate and the House and all this bullshit. I understand the balance. And it keeps there from being like a monopoly or an overthrowing of any one particular side. I understand. We need sides. I get it. It makes sense. And and I think things like where our money's going as a country, those are important political yes. discussions to have, right? Taxes yes. and this and how do we have social programs for people and infrastructure and military and shit mm-hmm. like that all needs to be, that's all very political and that it needs to be politicized. I get it. 
honestly, like I hate the fact that if someone's walking around with a Planned Parenthood shirt on or a Black Lives Matter sign or uh, whatever, that, that people can immediately go, oh, that person must be a this. That should be everybody. Everyone should support. I'm sorry, I'm getting on my high horse now, but I feel like everyone, no matter what side you're on, you should support gay people's rights to fucking be gay and get married and have kids if they want. And you should support women's rights to choose because it doesn't affect you. You should support black people's right to say, hey, stop killing us in the streets. You should, that shouldn't be political in any way. You shouldn't be able to look at somebody and go, well, they're, they're a Democrat because they believe that. Why don't you too, if you're not a Democrat, you should also be on that side. That should be in everybody. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Those are all human rights. Yeah. Those should not be politicized. Yeah. Period. Unfortunately, they've all been politicized. Because. But those should not be political things. Yeah, but it's. Why is anyone in a government building discussing my uterus? Because it's how. (laughs) Because it's, well, because religion is. Religion, yeah, that's also. But our founding fathers wanted separation of church and state. Like why, you know, like that should not be politicized. And unfortunately it is religion needs to stay out of politics. And this is just my personal opinions, but religion needs to stay out of politics. Politics should be there for how do we take care of this country and where does our money go as a country? And that should be it. I agree. End of story. Like everything else, everyone should just agree that human being, if you live in America and you truly believe in American values, which I'm proud to be an American. I love this country. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I want it to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not happy with our leadership, uh, but I want it to be better. And that's why I stay here. And that's why I vote. And that's why I'm vocal. And that's why I'm in entertainment. You continue to try and better yourself. And I'm trying to better myself. And I'm trying to, to, you know, teach people around me the things that I've learned from my exposure and my travels all over the country and I'm trying to be empathetic to where everyone's coming from. Like, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but yeah, that's. You care. Yeah. I'm trying to care. I'm trying to freaking listen without shutting people off completely, but it goes both ways. Yes, I agree. And I'll, I'll say like, like just as my idea of, of my own leading by example I do know that I have my own subconscious Mm -hmm. racism it's Mm -hmm. it's not a it's literally built in yeah and I so I'm like okay now I'm gonna start watching documentaries I'm gonna start reading books yeah I'm taking and I'm taking your lead I mean I love the fact you've been posting you've been really like vocal about this online and I've definitely read like I went out of my way to read books by black authors and stuff like back in the day when I was in college I did a lot of that and I have a lot of great books and stuff, but I kind of just trailed off and then just stuck to like reading books about people like other white female comedians, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and I, you just kind of get in your own stupid yeah. bubble of just reading stuff, you know, cause I got all obsessed with my career and just only read stuff that was by people who had the kind of yeah. path that I wanted to have. But, um, I need to get back in on it. You've been really good about, I just like, I even like, not even like, I do, I do want to read the history books, but I do, I like reading just novels by black authors because a lot of things will come up that you're like, oh God, you will, as a white person, you'll be like, oh, that's just a normal situation that they should feel comfortable in. Cause I would feel comfortable in. Sure. But then you're reading from a a black person's perspective Perspective, and you're like, oh, that's horrible that they said that. yeah and that's a, and like so it's a, I I like reading those two um 
I mean, it's almost it's it helps me to understand situations that may be uncomfortable for some people mm-hmm. that never would have ever crossed yes. my mind. It's um, called empathy. Yeah. That's what it's called. And you build up empathy and understanding by hearing things from other people's perspective. Yeah. But yeah, I love, you've been posting like books that you're reading and that you're going to read and all of that. And I love that. Yeah. If anybody also, I was just, I, I did quit my job and these Amazon books are expensive. So somebody <laughs> brought, brought up like a library chain. I would be so down if anyone was to reach out, like mail me a book. And after I'm finished with the book, I'll mail a book or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm or really that. hear me out. Um, get a library card. The libraries aren't open. Are oh, the libraries are closed? Are they? I don't. I thought they were closed. I bet they'd be reopened now, okay. especially in Georgia, because I think yeah. most things are coming back open in okay, this month. Not. No, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get I love open. the library. I haven't been in so long. I'm very oh my excited. god, I got I got like on a library kick. Um, it was like two or three years ago, and I was like, oh yeah, libraries exist. Like it yeah, hit me, yeah, and yeah. I was like, shit, because I same thing. Like I was reading a bunch of books, and I was like. I want to get this other book, but God, books are expensive. And then it's I was really like, that what if there was a place that had free books that I could you just know. borrow? Yeah, it's <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, a library. a library. And then I went and I was like, holy shit, these are all the books that I wanted yeah. to read. I mean, thank God they're still operating. I know. It's shocking that they do, but that's yeah. politics are important because we want to make sure tax dollars go yeah. to... Keeping libraries yeah. afloat and national forests and shit like that. Uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah. And then I just started renting it. I'm not doing it right the second. I kind of got off of it. But it was a kick for a while, like a good six months to a year. I was just going back. And I love being in there because I will just wander around the library Ugh, and just smell wait. everything and smell the books. Like books in the library smell amazing. Ugh. It's got that. It's so nostalgic uh. for me. But um my grandma spent a ton of time in libraries uh, when I was a kid. She would always take me there. Um, but yeah, that's a great idea. And it, I bet you it's probably just as simple as going in, going into their little search and their little, you know, shitty yeah. computers that they have. And then typing in like African-American authors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just go yeah. down the list. Go grab a book. Who I have knows? such high hopes. I'm such a slow reader. Like I literally, if somebody, I've had three books mailed to me right now and I'm like, Okay, I will get this back to you, but it will be 2023. Yeah. I will read six words a night. Yeah. But I promise you I'm trying. This is just literally how slow I read. But uh, I'm doing it. That's got to be expensive. That'll get expensive, though, mailing books back and forth with people. For sure. Because you got to pay for the shipping. So just try out a library when they open back up. Well, I will. But yeah, I don't know. We're not, there's no perfect way to do this. I think just having this conversation. And once again, I'm not trying to shit on anybody who doesn't agree politically with us. I'm and I'm sorry if I've offended anybody in any way. I'm not trying to. I want to hear all sides, definitely. But I'm gonna be honest. I've heard the other side a lot. You know, you are you are. I, uh, I love I, sitting uh, there and just watching you debate because as and this is another thing I need to get better at. I always feel like I'm not as educated politically. You know, I'm very. I'm, I've picked my side for the social issues above sure. anything else. Oh, that's what edged me over to being more, to voting Democratic. Yeah, but was you, because I've always supported, and I've always heard people go, but socially, social issues, I've, I'm definitely liberal, but then on fiscal issues, I'm I'm a Republican. Yeah, but fiscal issues <laughs> turn into social issues. Yeah. So they're one and the same. They're one but, and the same. Yeah. But I, and I, but I, I'm not as educated on, on, 
anything beyond the social issues a lot, and I do need to change that. But I, you are just literally like in NPR. Well, it's because I'm an NPR nerd. That's yeah. why. And I love your, it's little, I mean, one of my favorite things is to watch you do your favorite thing, which is just debate. <laughs> it's just and debate. I literally just sit back and I'll be like, this is my, this is how I get my news. I just, <laughs> I just watch Lace debate. <laughs> but Good. it's honestly though, and it's not even like I went out of my way. I'm not like a, a political junkie in the way that like I read a, t- a ton of like political books or anything, which I would like to more there's just more books I want to read all that. But you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to watch 30 Rock again, you know, or something. Look. Like, it's so hard to read. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Um, I, I'll go through flows. Well, yeah. I'm really I'll get a really good, I, yeah, same, will, yeah, same, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, but you know what? It comes into me subconsciously just because I have NPR on all the time, every chance I can. If, if I'm in the car, it's on NPR, which by the way, if you live in Atlanta or you live in Georgia, well, if you live anywhere in the country, you can just jump online and go my local NPR station and find it wherever you are. But uh, in Georgia, in Atlanta, the two channels on the radio, just tune it in, turn off your Sirius XM or whatever you've got on. And just it's a very simple change to make just to get some really great, unopinionated, yeah. un there's no bipartisan news that you're a huge advocate of it huge advocate because it's bipartisan because everything is is it's boring a lot of people don't like npr because it's boring but But, guess what news should be boring yeah and that's why you know on either side all the news channels are competing for rankings and so they're they're reporting the thing that is going to draw your eye attention the 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 most absolutely and it and most of those things are are pulling away from the most important message. Absolutely. And they're focusing on the negative. That's right. And they're creating and narratives. That's, that's like, exactly right. So, Well, yeah. that's where people are getting words like rioting instead of protesting. Yes. They're getting it because the media focused on, or when I say media, NPR's media too, so I can't say a blanket statement media. But like if you're getting all of your news from televised news sources like CNN or Fox News or one of those places, like it's, it's, it's shocking and it's clickbaity and it's buzzwords mm-hmm. and it is repetitive and it's bright and it's loud and they they do that for a reason and there's a scroll at the bottom of the screen and there's there's graphics on they the screen and they want they're they're doing boom, 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 nothing boom. but trying to get your attention and it's so frustrating because you're not getting news you're just hearing buzzwords and both of those stations are very skewed to one side or mm-hmm. the other so you're literally just living in a bubble but if you just shut off all the visuals, you get all those bright colors and scrolling letters out of your face and get all the graphics off the screen and you just turn on the radio, you can decide those things for yourself and you can just kind of sit back and listen without anyone shoving anything down your throat. And that's why, like in Atlanta, I highly, highly, highly recommend 88.5 or 90.1. Both of them are the NPR stations. I I always go to uh, 88.5 first just because of the history of that channel because it was it's WRAS which was the Georgia State channel uh, that NPR took over but then at 7 o'clock at night every night it turns over to the hands of the students at Georgia State oh, cool. so the students play their music so it's like student ran radio and you hear a lot of really funky weird I uh, love that I want to stumble music. onto that I love this oh like, my god it's my so favorite fun. well yeah. it's 88.5 because you get your news all day, and then at seven, it turns over to weird music that I would never hear. But I have found so many great new artists that I would have never found before because they're not mainstream yet. Just because 
NPR clicked over to yeah. Georgia State Radio. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I like this jam. Yeah. Or this is weird. Or I would never listen to this. or what. But I'm learning and I'm listening. And I just, I don't know. It it makes me feel a little bit more cultured. And I'm getting stuff that I wouldn't normally get if left to my own devices. Yeah. So I enjoy it for that. But NPR, people are like, oh, it's just so boring. And blah, 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 blah. It, it, but it should be. News should just be, here's the facts. Here's what happened. And they've got... Uh, journalists in every country in the world reporting from the grounds of that country. So they're literally going like, this is what's happening here. They're reporting back and they're like, cool, thank you so much. We appreciate that. And then they go back. You're not hearing speculation and you're not hearing people guess or assume. Or the how dare yous or the yeah, bitch, the shame believes, on them. The crazy the, the, whatever. The, the, like, yeah. the yelling. This and is the, what happened. This is what happened. And that's all NPR is. It's just, here's the boring ass facts of what happened. Mm. And if they ever make a mistake or they miss, uh, they, they misreport something immediately. They fact check that shit. I have listened where there was an important, something important was going on. One of the reporters said the wrong thing. And I'm not kidding you by the end of that news briefing, they had already fixed it. They were like, okay, nope. We just got a word in from our producer or from whoever that that's actually incorrect. The person who said such and such was so and so, not such and such. We apologize for that. Da, 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 da. Like they fact check on the spot, mm-hmm. and it may. It, it, I just love it because I can trust that I'm getting the best version of whatever happened. The information. The best, yeah, yeah. The information. I'm getting probably the truest, closest thing to the truth of what happened. If I'm hearing it on NPR, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. opinion. Totally. And now, do they have op-ed shows? Of course they do. They have opinion piece shows. But you can choose to listen to those or just listen to news. But I'm telling you right now, I learned more, like I was trying, I said all this to say, I subconsciously know more about politics and things that are going on in the world just because I listen to NPR. Mm -hmm. Because I listen to the app on my phone in the house, in the background, if I'm cleaning or doing stuff or writing or whatever, I always just have it on. Or if I'm in my car, it's just on and I'm just kind of in a very lazy way learning. That's awesome. I want to do, I mean, I, I... Cannot get in the habit. I cannot. I cannot hear Justin Bieber anymore. Right? I will. I will. I will listen to NPR. Do it. Just do. Make that tiny change of just in your car. Just turn it on. Like I mean, I give money to NPR. It's not a lot, but I, I've been a sustainer for a few years, and it just you know, a few bucks a month come out of my my account. I don't even think twice about it because it makes sense to me to give back to someone who I learned so much from. But. I don't know. Anyway, once again, yeah. I'm sure people are like, oh, she thinks she's better than me. She lives in the NPR and said it Fox News. Well, yes, a little bit. <laughs> a tiny bit. All right. Um, I, I think we've, we've spoken what was necessary. Um, we, we will be, we're going to have a guest speaker. Uh, oh, guest speaker. What guest speaker? I'm so tired. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great caller on Monday. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, if you've made it this far into the podcast to listen to our ramblings on kind of our opinions on the yes. world. Um, oh, let's say this too before we talk about our guests that we're gonna have Monday. Uh, we've put up. I mean, we're only we can only do so much, and we only know so much. But yes. we did put up in our link 
in our bio on Instagram for Chidi's podcast, and then both of our personal podcast, both of our personal uh, Instagrams as well. Same thing. We have a link to some really great anti-racism resources. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want to learn, if you want to figure out if you can give money to help, I know a ton of people mm-hmm. are. Um, organizing monies like funds to go to either bailing protesters out of jail who get, who get jailed for protesting or whatever. I mean, there's a million places to give your money to. You can give it to specific organizations. You can help specific people. Uh, you can help your area. Mm-hmm. You can give back. There's a million ways to give back and there's a million ways to just educate yourself. Yeah. Like different, uh, documentaries, books. Oh, if I were, uh, were to recommend shows. anything that anybody could watch right this second, right this second, that is, one of I learned more from watching this when it came out than I have ever learned in a textbook. I tell you that there is a documentary on Netflix came out a few years ago. I think it came out like five years ago, four or five years ago. It's by Ava DuVernay. It's called 13th. Uh, 13th is the best thing you can watch. If you, if you're feeling confused or you feel like you're a little, maybe a little uneducated or maybe in a bubble about race relations in this country, if you watch 13th, it will literally break down step by step how we ended up in the position that we're in today. Uh, so right this second, watch yeah. 13th on Netflix first. I love Ava. Uh, Ava is an amazing filmmaker, amazing storyteller, but I'm telling you it is because it's, it's something you can't argue with. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yeah. It's politics. It's our country. It's our country's history. We got to be educated. White people, black people, brown people, everybody has got to be educated on why these systems are in place and how it came to be and why there's so much tense, you know, tense relations between black people and uh, our law enforcement. You got to understand those things. And the best thing to do is educate yourself a little and not just don't just ask your parents or whatever. Go and find out really what happened in this country because it is not opinion based. It is fact-based, which I'm a big old fan of. Yeah. So go watch 13th right this second. And then you can hit up our list of resources that we put in our link to find out other ways that you can actively be anti-racist. You don't just want to be against racism or you don't want to just say, I'm not a racist. You want to be an anti-racist, which means you actively stop people from implementing racist ideals and practices. And we stop the systems that are in place because we can, but it's going to start with white people having this conversation Correct. and not just the black people because they've been having this conversation and guess what other people haven't been listening yep and most of the people doing the racism are yeah. white people yeah so we gotta and i don't want to hear any what about isms if y'all want to come at us in your dms or in our dms or whatever and you want to have these conversations oh, i'm ha- i'm happy Let's to debate have some conversations but here's what I'm not going to, I will not get involved in any, but what about black on black crime? What about this? What about, I'm not doing we what about isms. We got, we there's got also statistics. a lot of facts, but also just go ahead and Google that first. Mm-hmm. Watch 13th and then, and then yeah, come to me. Yeah, watch 13th before the what yeah. ifs. The, the what about isms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, educate yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's it. And um, sorry. And this isn't again, I'm sorry. I know this came across as very like preachy. And stuff, and I'm not trying to say that you, you that if you're listening to us, you don't agree already with those things. You probably do, and you probably you might even do way more shit than we even do. Our For little sure. well, that we do, but you know, uh, I mean, hopefully it it opens up some minds. But hopefully we just give you some encouragement to not close all of your channels 
and to reach out and have those hard conversations mm-hmm. with people in your life. That's it. That's really the main message, I think, right? Is that what we Absolutely. wanted to get across yeah. today? And we're going to go protest. So I think this podcast this podcast will come out tomorrow. And when it comes out, we're going to be out um, protesting peacefully in, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. And if you've come this far, then, then you have probably had to open up your heart a little bit more. So I want to just give a a big pat on the back for anybody that's doing the work Mm -hmm. and to encourage you to keep doing the work. And look, I, I get it. I know it's, it gets heavy sometimes. And so, like I said, like some, sometimes you might have the energy to go all in. And sometimes you may, it, you may feel like you're being weighed down and it's okay to take a break. It's okay to shut off social media for a while and to do some self-care mm-hmm. because that means you can recharge yourself and you, you can get back there and do the good fight. So yeah. wherever you're at, if it's from a good, a good place. Yeah. Um, and then we get it. There's still a pandemic going on. So yeah. if you can't get out in March and you've got to be, you know, got to, you can't risk that. We totally understand. Nobody's saying you have to do those things. It's literally as simple as either donating some money or if you don't have that and you can't do it, just fucking have a conversation have with a somebody conversation. that you wouldn't normally have a conversation with. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's it. I mean, you can do, you can do a tiny bit. You can just, or just read a book from a black author, you know, learn a little, just put your, no, put yourself in chill. Nothing, and nothing wrong with just, you can never be too educated yeah. ever. Yeah. You can never be too empathetic and you can never be too educated. Correct. So it's, it's I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So that was a that was a, a very non relationshipy non cheaties. If you listen to cheaties because you just like the funny cheating stories, we apologize. That oh, this... We're gonna be bringing you a good one on Monday. Oh, we got a great one on Monday, and our guest is the absolutely hilariously talented comedian out of North Carolina. She's based out of mm-hmm. Charlotte, North Carolina. Her name's Blair Nice. She is ridiculously talented, way funnier than both of us combined, yeah. I would say. Uh, but yeah, here's she left us a voicemail. So here is here is her voicemail, and we're gonna her uh, her interview will be the next episode, hopefully. She's also very very pregnant. Like she's having a second baby. Yes, she's oh, very pregnant right now. God, yes, that. she got little Wolfie as the first baby, oh. and now she's pregnant. But she was having. Um, uh, some early contractions like yeah. oh my gosh. the fake ones, you know, the Braxton Hicks ones or whatever. So she's been dealing with a little bit of that. So if for some reason we don't get her on the next one, um, we'll have her on a couple, you know, maybe with double ones. So we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get her on again. But yeah. here is the, I do want to play the voicemail though. Cause it is, it is funny. So this is the voicemail. Hopefully she'll be our next guest. If not, we'll just, you know, we'll let you know that day. Yeah. We'll find somebody. We got tons of people with, with great, uh, cheating stories. All right, so I'm going to start this a little further in because I think she says her um, her phone number, like, right off the bat. I think you already know my number, but... Oh, there it goes. That's her phone number. And my cheating story 
um, was the first time I ever cheated, and it was um, insane. Uh, <laughs> there were axes involved. Um, <laughs> there was a Marine who was also a firefighter. Um, I ended up uh, justifying the cheating because the boyfriend was a dick, and um, then he ended up cheating with my friend, and... Uh, my kid listening to this, which is hilarious. Um, and uh, she got caught by her boyfriend, and they were naked playing parcheesi. That's what they said they were doing, not having sex or anything like that. So um, that's not even all the details, so we're talking to you guys. Woo. Yay! Part that cheesy. is, there's so many things we were, involved. Uh, we, it, we were playing shrimp parcheesi. So, you uh, know, you know the common game that everyone plays at parties. Yeah, we don't get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, it's so crazy. All our clothes came off and then my penis fell in her. It's so weird how that happened. <laughs> and I tried to put in, I fell again and again and, and again, again and again. You know how parcheesi yeah, goes. you know. Parcheesi! I don't even know what parcheesi... Is it a card game? Or no clue. A di- I wouldn't I, even you, be able to You're not guess. allowed to play it unless you're 88 and above. Right? I That's what I, I feel yeah. like it's like on board with shuffleboard and bridge. Yeah. I feel yeah. like all of those are the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that sounds hilarious. Also, uh, y'all, we've had a ton of comics on the podcast because those are the ones who are actively wanting to tell their stories. Uh, we need some more listeners. Don't feel, if you're not a comedian or an entertainer, mm-hmm. Don't hold back from telling us your story. We'll have you on if it's interesting. Just give us a call, please, y'all. Leave us a voicemail. Tease us with some details and tell us the whole story. And uh, we want to give you a little ringling. Yeah, and you can call. The number is, what's the number, Catherine? 888-STABBY-8. That's Mm 888-782-2298. Please call us with your voicemails. Please, please, please. Love it. Yes. Um, and please rate and and subscribe and uh, leave us a review if you love us on iTunes. Uh, we're on iTunes and everything else. If you yeah. want to follow us, find us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And then you can follow us individually. I'm on Instagram, kbiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. And, and follow me, too, if you want, at Lace Larrabee. Also, we're, our, both of our handles are tagged in the bio of Cheaties Podcast page. But go to that one first and follow it first because we need that's where we need the followers most. That's where we make most of our announcements and all that. Um, So yeah, thank you so much. If you've made it through this whole episode, forgive us for being all over the place, but it's just words we needed to get out of our brains. It's a necessary conversation at the time. Yep, totally. And we we definitely debated about even putting out an episode at all, but I think it doesn't hurt to to throw this out there. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So thank you so much. We love y'all very much. And, uh, you know, Call us with your stories and have a great weekend. Be safe. Be sane. Uh, do something to make a change if you can. Uh, Pop that way. bubble. Pop that bubble you live in. Yeah. All right, y'all. We love, love you. Toodles. Bye. That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is